0: Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to feeling at home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole, and I am officially through my 14 days of quarantine since coming into contact with someone who later tested positive for Corona. So that's great news. I am healthy and doing well, and I'm going to celebrate this by continuing to do the exact same thing that I've been doing for the past two weeks, which is a lot of time alone. (laughs) I'm sure a lot of you guys are doing the same, and I'm sure you guys, like me, are falling into rabbit holes of reading terrible, terrifying things on the internet, and then also trying to distract yourself. So hopefully this episode can be a little bit of both, because it was recorded before the corona outbreak in Europe, but it's about a topic that is super relevant right now, which is introversion. I wanted to do this episode for ages because about a year ago, I put out an episode in season two where I interviewed someone who was American living in a small town in southern Germany, and he's super extroverted and found it really, really hard to fit in and find satisfaction within the culture here. For me, I I already knew I was an introvert, but, but doing that episode really drove it home for me. And ever since then, I've been reflecting on whether I think that my identity as an introvert is a good thing or a bad thing as an expat. So you'll get to hear my answer to that in the episode. I do want to throw in a couple things before I let the episode do the talking, which is, yeah, introversion is popping up all over the internet when you see people talking about this shelter-in-place, lock-in situation that we're experiencing in most of Europe and across the U.S., Maybe it's just the type of people I follow, but i am seeing a lot of joking around about how this is the world that introverts were made for. We just get to stay home and do our thing and not interact with many people, if any at all. I have to say, I find this joke fairly compelling. <laughs> I really think now is the time to shine if you are an introvert. This is a chance to really lean into that side of yourself and appreciate the fact that you can find peace and joy through things that don't involve other people. I mean, obviously we are all looking forward to the day when society can go back to normal. We are all very excited for that, extroverts and introverts alike. However, in the meantime, it's gonna be a bit of a haul until we get there. So I don't know how y'all extroverts are coping, but I gotta say, from my point of view as an introvert, I'm finding these aspects of my personality pretty handy right about now. I'm so glad we recorded this episode, and I decided to bring it out to you guys sooner than I'd planned because, yeah, it's just so relevant, and my hope is that when you listen to it, you'll get something tangible from it. Whether you're an introvert and you can start to recognize yourself in the things that me and my guests say, or if you're an extrovert and you're trying to figure out how to cope in this very introverted situation, I hope that something we say can help. And who is this guest? That I just mentioned, this other part of the Wii. It is the wonderful Austin from Expat Hour. I connected with Austin months back because she is also an expat podcaster, and so Austin and I connected just to talk podcasting and to see how we could learn from each other, help each other out. One of the many things that we connected on when we chatted was the fact that we're actually both introverts. As you'll hear, we, we share a lot of perspectives about introversion and our identity in this world, living abroad as introverts, but we do also have a lot of differences, so those were also quite fun to hear. So... Why am I holding you back from the fun? Let's go ahead and get to it. (laughs) Enjoy.
1: My name is Austin Smith. And I am from so many places in the United States, weeked around a lot growing up, but mostly Texas, Florida, and Arizona. I currently live in the Netherlands with my family, and we've been here for almost three years.
0: Okay, and we have so many things in common. We're both American, we both podcast, and we both podcast about being expats and living abroad. And on top of that, we both identify as introverts, which is probably strange for podcasters. (laughs) But I'm so excited that we found out that we share this because I've been dying to talk about this. Um, I did an episode a while back with someone who identifies as extroverted, and we talked about the benefits and struggles that he had living as an American in Germany. And ever since then, I noticed how much I didn't really identify with his experience so much outside of the cultural things. And I was like, right, because I'm I'm not extroverted, and I think a lot of people I know are also introverted, but we're doing this, we're out here, we're living abroad, and so this begs the question, like how the heck are we doing this? Because the stereotype of introverts is that we would stay on our couches, like closed off from society, so I guess I want to start off with asking you, you self-identify as an introvert, and what does that mean to you, and what does that look like for you?
1: Okay, so it took me a while to really identify as this way because growing up, people told me that, you know, like, you're so quiet. People would tell me that all the time. So I I actually hated that part of myself, like being labeled as shy when I didn't necessarily feel that way. It's like, I'm just enjoying listening to the conversation. And it wasn't until I was in my mid-20s, maybe, and it sort of became a buzzword, like people talking about being an introvert or being an extrovert. And that book called Quiet came out. Did you ever read that? No, I don't oh, know it. I have to read this book. I can't remember. <laughs> it's basically about this lady who is an introvert, but she was a lawyer in New York City who worked on Wall Street, and she just talked about how she survived in that environment, but she was dead inside. It was so draining to her because she was an introvert, and so then she wrote a whole book about it. And now she basically travels around speaking about owning who you are as an introvert and all the strengths that it gives you. Huh. And so I feel like that book came out and then it was, it just kind of blew up in the media and I was like, Oh, and then I read the book and I'm like, Oh, 1000% I'm an introvert. (laughs) So basically to me, and I think this is where I got this understanding of it was understanding how I recharge. So when I go to a party, for instance, I'll have fun when I'm there. And then afterwards, am I pumped up or am I exhausted? I'm exhausted. And I need like a full day to recover from that experience. Even though I wasn't miserable when I was there, I had a super fun time. But it's like what what brings you energy and what takes it away and then how do you recharge? So it's really interesting to have extroverted friends, for instance, who have a really long day at work or a hard day and then they're like, oh my gosh, let's go out. I can't wait to have a girls' night. I'll have a hard day and I'm like, I don't want to see anyone for the next 12 hours. I need to be alone. To me, that's what introversion means is, is recharging alone And being energized by not people I'm energized by, like, (laughs) self-improvement or goal achievement. (laughs) Solitary (laughs) things.
0: I definitely identify with parts of that. Definitely the part where you feel recharged from being alone. Because me, I I have a decent need to be around people. And especially if, if, if they're my people, I don't find them draining. I find this great. But at the same time, I still, even if I'm just spending days and days with my best friend, right, I still will want a couple hours or even a day to just sneak off on my own and just kind of have a moment. And that's for me how I started to realize, like, ah, oh, yeah, that's what that is called because I am very outgoing and, and friendly and I like to be around people. And so it can appear that I'm extroverted when in fact, yeah, if you make me do people related things for too long, I'm just gonna be a shallow box of the person I once was. And yes. one of the fun things that we talked about in the extroverted episode was applying the same scale of introvert to extrovert to cultures themselves. And we talked about how America is much more of a f- extroverted friendly culture. Like it's super outgoing. People just talk to whoever. Like you're bagging your groceries, chatting about your day. Whereas Germany, where I and my guest live, pretty much the opposite. Yeah, like if you try to talk to people and you don't know them, you better have a reason to talk to them. People are very home-centered. A lot of their hobbies and interests revolve around the home and the family and sort of clubs and more closed off things. So I'll say for me, moving from America to Germany was super comforting because I didn't, I mean, I didn't even identify this for a long time, but My experience was pretty seamless in some ways, and in a lot of cultural ways, because it felt like the whole society was on the same wavelength as me about these kind of things, which was cool. Yeah. So, how was it for you moving to the Netherlands? Is that how would you identify their culture?
1: Yeah, it's. I think they're kind of a mix. Because they're sort of like New Yorkers. They're really blunt and they'll just say things and they're not scared of a confrontation. So to me, that's very uncomfortable. And they're like really fun and and funny as well. Like they're a little bit snarky and sarcastic, which I love actually. But then they also really value introverted activities. I'd say like lots of long dinners with small groups of people, lots of uh, long walks yeah, you see people sitting outside for hours all the time just talking. I think it's a little bit of a mix.
0: And would you agree with my assessment of America? Because you said you also lived a lot of different places there. Um, I don't know if maybe there's regional differences or if you would rebuke my my hot take.
1: <laughs> no, I think generally speaking, America is extroverted, and especially that it's uh, like, look at me and stand out and be different, and, and it rewards extroversion. So I felt like I always... I always felt like life was not fair for introverts in America. Like it's hard. You can't get recognized unless you're an an extrovert. It seems like, you know, you have to be the leader of the group and you have to be popular and all those things. And I feel like it's life just felt harder for me as an introvert. Um, but we did live in New York city for five years, which I feel like is a extremely extroverted city. For me, that was very difficult. It's constant noise. It's constant hustle. It's, aggressive it's in your face but on the flip side like I learned how to survive there you know like I had to gain new skills of communication and learn to be uncomfortable and there's a little bit of like pride and empowerment that came from that like I did that I survived and I did well there and it's not necessarily like my vibe I was exhausted all the time (laughs) but but I still had amazing experiences there. Yeah. So they had that. And then after New York City, we moved to Portland, Oregon. And I feel like those were more my people. They're really outdoorsy. They're really down to earth. They talk a lot slower. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, people of the earth kind of thing. So yeah, I do think it's regional, but I think the country as a whole, yeah, is is extroverted for sure.
0: Well, I love what you just brought up about The pride you felt about making it work in New York because that's definitely something I think everyone can relate to regardless of where they fall in the spectrum because, yeah, it is a spectrum, A. And B, there are situations when one or the other personality type is naturally rewarded. Like, it's just better for a networking situation if you're going to be extroverted and put yourself out there. You're not going to get anywhere by listening to a lot of people, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. learning sort of to put that hat on or pull those pants on. I've heard psychologists and life coaches use any array of clothing related metaphors for this. But um, <laughs> but what you're saying is essentially that you learned how to play extroverted for- yeah certain situations. And even if that's not how you want to live, I think that's a super amazing skill to have. And for me, I think that's actually one of the ways that moving abroad has been really good for me because I have it a little easier in that the the society is also pretty introverted, but there's definitely situations where I've had to learn to, to pretend to be more extroverted than I am. And it feels good to feel like I can do that.
1: Totally, it's totally a skill, don't you think? Just like being brave and just trying, you know, faking it till you make it, because you really do get better at it.
0: Yeah, and especially... I found the
1: book. I found I oh, found the did? book I was talking about. It's called Quiet: The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. <laughs> it's all. It's seriously about introvert empowerment. It's the best book ever. <laughs> Anyway, I interrupted you. What were you going to say?
0: Um, well, I think this is also interesting considering that we're podcasters because this would probably appear to be a pretty extroverted activity in that you're putting yourself out there talking to people. Um, I would say for me, actually, it feels way more natural, but maybe this is about where I fall on the spectrum. But but I part of my introversion is that I like smaller groups, that I like individual conversations, maybe two, three people where we just sit and really, really talk for a long time versus a group of 10 people where I'm flitting around and getting bits and pieces. And so podcasting for me is a really good way to funnel this that works for me. I don't know. Do you find that too?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that you and I both do interview shows, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like we're having a conversation because there are lots of podcasts where it's just somebody talking and they just talk, 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 talk. And to me, that's super uncomfortable to just be the only person talking and sharing all of my thoughts with the world because (laughs) I analyze everything I'm saying I overanalyze right (laughs) and um and I'm always shocked to hear how people think differently because I do have a friend who talks like that you know one time I was talking to her about her oh gosh like I said this and I you know and I was thinking about that now I feel really embarrassed she's like I don't think I've ever left a social engagement and thought about what I said there (gasps) never even crossed my mind I just was like yeah it was fun they're just talking. It's just, it's normal. They're just having a good time. And for me, I'm like, I'll leave something and overanalyze every single thing I said. And oh my gosh, did they take that the wrong way? Did I sound stupid when I said that? Yeah. So it's interesting. You know, I, was, I actually listen to podcasts about podcasting, which is so boring, but <laughs> so boring to say that. But one guy was saying, Oh, blah, 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 podcasting because every podcaster loves the sound of their own voice, Ooh, loves no. hearing the sound of their voice <laughs> while they're talking, you know? And I was like, what? Cause that's not me, but we do interview shows. So like, yeah, I'm asking questions. I'm listening. I've always been an excellent listener and an active listener. And people have told me that my whole life. Like, I really feel like you understand me and like you, you know, I feel so good when I'm talking to you. And so I feel like that kind of stuff's really natural. And this, all, this whole thing came to be because I'm a voracious podcast consumer, because <laughs> introverted activity, just plug in and listen to something. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's like that. And reading, these are ways to connect with the world without actually having to really engage with it, which is a great life hack. Uh, <laughs> I will say, though, hilarious. I think that my introversion is also a weakness at times in my expat life particularly in my integration process because although i do feel germany is an introverted society i'm not german and i'm in the process of integrating into that life and what i've observed so far and i think i've heard other people confirm this is that the people who learn languages the the fastest and the best are those who just start talking regardless of if they're correct or not they just they just go and hope that it all works out right and I don't know that this is the exact definition of extroversion, but I do think this is a quality that would be more accessible for extroverts. Like you were saying, that they're not overthinking what they're saying. They're just talking and not overthinking it afterwards. Whereas for me, I've literally like five minutes later, had the deep urge to go back up to someone and be like, I just want to correct my sentence because I've been thinking about it for the last five minutes since I said it. And I just, (laughs) I know it was wrong and I want to make it better, (laughs) which is not productive, right? Or I'll just get in my head thinking about how I want to say this, and then I'll never say it, versus diving in, and the same is true not just for language learning, but social situations as well. Um, I don't find myself to be too socially anxious in America and in situations where I'm speaking English, Um, and although I would say my German's fluent, I, I feel super socially awkward in most situations. It takes me much longer to feel comfortable, so for instance, I work in German, and I've done that for almost a year and a half now, so this feels fine. But if I try to make a little joke with the person I'm swing dancing with at my swing dancing class, I, I really freeze up. I, I maybe finally get something out, but I don't really nail it. Like I'm not connecting with people. I'm not having positive social experiences. And a lot of that's, I think, because I'm like, you know what? I could also just not say anything and not make friends here. And that would be fine by me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so interesting. Do you think that how, how do the Germans perceive you or perceive a person who's trying to speak German?
0: It, it is pretty different person to person in terms of who's trying and how they're trying and who's hearing them. But I think generally they're, they really like to see that effort. Um, they do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What about for you guys? Okay. The Netherlands is one of the most proficient English speaking countries in the world. So literally everyone speaks English. And so that's difficult because it's a crutch. Like I know that they're going to be able to understand me in English and lots of times they jump at the opportunity to practice English too. So if they hear your accent, they'll just switch, mm-hmm. you know, because they want to practice it or whatever. And so, but I think I think generally speaking, they do appreciate the effort. But lots of times they will switch because it's easy for them. So I have a Dutch friend who said, "It's I would much pr- rather prefer talking with you in English." than having to suffer through listening to your broken Dutch. Yeah. So that's just an example of the de- of the directness.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know? And so it's
1: like, okay. Well. But I think they do, you know, people in stores appreciate that you're trying, but then yeah. they're like, oh, let's just switch over.
0: Do you feel like your introversion has been to your benefit or detriment there?
1: Um, a bit of both in interesting ways. I think everything is heightened in expat life, right? Like your discomfort is heightened and also the the good times are, are heightened as well. So it's been to my detriment in the sense that I'm the same as you with the language. I feel embarrassed that I'm not really super good at speaking Dutch. And I feel embarrassed that I don't know it. And I'm worried what people are thinking about this dumb American or whatever. It's very tempting to hide behind that and to just not try because I don't want to make a fool of myself. But the hardest things for me being an introvert as an expat is like socially, right? Like you move to a new country and you don't know anyone. So that plays to the the strengths of the extrovert an extroverted personality of somebody who's like, wait, well, you know, let's all get together. Let's get to know each other. And so I have four kids. And so naturally my social circle is the school, like the group at school. My kids are at an international school. And so going to those first few weeks of school was really exhausting for me because I see all the people and I'm meeting all the people, but it was literally daily. Where are we going for coffee today? To me, I was so overwhelmed by that. And, and also because I had a baby and I have four kids. So I'm around people all the time. So if I have an opportunity to be alone for a bit, I'm going to take it. I'm not starving to like hang out with people, but I still needed friends. So I feel like that struggle was so hard. Like I need to make friends, but I don't want to go out. But I also don't want to be left out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I can't tell you a single time in my entire life I've ever had FOMO because <laughs> I'm just cool with it. Like I want to be invited, but I don't, I don't fear that I'm like missing out on anything fun.
0: I think I've read uh, the term Jomo, the joy of missing out. The joy of, <laughs>
1: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. And I was just telling my friend the other day, like I can probably count on one hand, like the times in my life where I truly felt like lonely. It's hardly ever, but it did come up a bit in the beginning as an expat, right? Because it's difficult. Like when I do value those one-on-one conversations with people, it, that takes time to build a relationship like that or to go to the deeper levels. You know, most people are just kind of superficial in the beginning. Like let's have fun. Let's have a party at my house or let's go girls night or whatever. So that was hard. But the way that it's been a strength for me is that I really got to know myself on a, such a different level to see like what's hard for me. Like I said, everything's heightened. And so like, Oh, I'm really struggling with that. I wonder why that is. Lots of reading, lots of self-reflection. And then I'm almost always in therapy, just like meeting with a counselor about like how can we improve life? And so um, as I'm doing like that kind of stuff, I feel like people who speak that language in quotes like recognize it in me. Like, oh, that girl seems authentic. She doesn't seem like she's scrambling for approval. She seems like she's open and like interested about people or whatever. I feel like that connected me with certain people who could who could see it. Yeah. I feel like that was one of the good strengths is like I got to know, a, you know, a small handful of people on a really deep level.
0: Well, so. and I think even <laughs> in a way you could say that the social situations you were describing earlier, while it might have been really hard for you, maybe that there's even strength in the introversion there and in that you didn't need that, you know? I think about people who really need this sort of wide social circle really quickly to feel good and feel fulfilled, and you just can't have that right away here. And so I feel like as an introvert who, as we've both admitted to, we're pretty fine with missing out on things, we're pretty fine with staying home, I, I have a feeling that our threshold for when we truly start to feel lonely might be a little bit higher than an extrovert who, who might need that quicker.
1: Yeah, And of course, you're totally
0: right to point out that like when you really do only need a couple friends, but you want them to be deep and substantial ones, that's super hard no matter where you are because it's not just about having two to three friends. It's about having two to three friends who you feel so deeply connected with. And that can't just be anyone and that can't just happen overnight.
1: Yeah. So I'm curious if you... Like when you finally realized you're an introvert, like did did you accept that right away? And did you like that about yourself or did it take some time to to be like cool with it?
0: I felt great about it. I was like, this is all of the justification that I've ever needed to be like, I'm staying home and reading a book and it's not because I am pathetic. It's because I'm an introvert because I always had these desires in me, but sometimes I felt bad. Sometimes I felt like, oh, like I'm not acting my age or oh I'm only convincing myself that I want to stay home and read because I don't have good friends and it's it's a lie I'm telling myself you know what I mean whereas this knowledge was able to kind of unleash that and be like no I mean whether or not I do have good friends is kind of irrelevant like this feeling of wanting to stay in and be alone is is just a part of me yeah I felt really like empowerment from it the same way as I recently found out that I was born under a full moon and I was like, "Well, now I have full license to be like a little bit intense all the time <laughs> because I'm a full moon baby. I mean, it's not my fault, it's the moon. <laughs> How about That's you awesome.
1: No, it took me actually it took being an expat to realize that and to and to work on being okay with it because I felt like the world doesn't reward introverts. I always felt like." but I, but I can train this way. I can, I can do more to be extroverted. So at some points I was scrambling for like saying yes to everything. Like, let's go, let's go, let's get to know each other. Yeah. Let's go explore that new city. Let's go do all the things. And then I was exhausted and miserable, right? Because I was saying I was completely overscheduled. And so it took probably a good year and a half to come to terms with like, you know what, you're going to have to set some boundaries, because you are an introvert. And even though you can be social and you like being social, if you do too much, you, you, it takes you months to recover. (laughs) Like you really like, so now I have these rules. Like I can go to one social engagement on the weekend. I can't do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I can't even do Friday, Saturday. I can do one thing. And so if I said yes to something, I have to say no to the other thing because I know I'm going to pay for it. If I don't get to rest over the weekend, I'm going to pay for it. So So yeah, it took me a while to come to terms with just being okay with like, this is who you are, Austin, just own it.
0: That's one of my favorite things that gets me like so jazzed, I'm like gesticulating with my hands wildly right now, because this is what I love about expat life is that it puts these things into the clear light of day. Like this, this is such specific clarity that you just said that I can do one per weekend. Like that's a very clear boundary that you've definitely learned and I mean, you've moved all over the states and had all these different experiences, but it sounds like this this revelation came inherently through moving abroad, and this is what I love about it. I think if you are into personal growth, this is one of the best boot camps you can find in terms of,
1: <laughs> yes,
0: really digging into it. <laughs>
1: it's a pressure cooker, ex cat life. Yeah, oh, yeah, it brings everything to the surface. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you feel like, especially after your time in New York, that you have the ability to pull on your extrovert pants?
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think because I always felt like, I think because people were always bringing it to the surface, like, you're so quiet. Oh, why aren't you saying anything? Oh, you seem like you're shy. Because I noticed that early on, like maybe elementary school, that was starting to happen. And I didn't like that. And I didn't want that. And so I... I started pretty young, just like if, if somebody needed a volunteer, I'd be the first one, like, I'll do it. Let's get it over with. And so I learned some skills like really early on about public speaking and, you know, performing in front of people and, you know, putting on this like alternate ego where I can do that. And so um, that's really worked to my benefit, but it stemmed from a desire to like hide who I really was and not be true to true to myself. But I think that, um, it's served me in a good way. It's given me lots of skills. Yeah, so I can definitely pull it out when I need to.
0: I'm trying to work on that. I think that's something I'll have to perpetually work on. But I, what I found really helpful is what you just said is this sort of viewing it as an alter ego. Because sometimes I'll be sitting in a situation where I'm like, like I went to a networking event the other night and it was lovely and it was great. And I was like, this is not my thing, naturally. Like, I, it's just not going to be a thing that really makes me sparkle, you know? And so I'm there, but I'm like, I know once I start conversation with one or two people, I will really enjoy it because I, I do like meeting new people. I like having these um, encounters. And so uh, I try to stop viewing it as this is me doing something and start to view it as this is me at a networking event. Like I activate Super mode, and try to find something to say to someone to just start a conversation because I know that once I'm in it, I'll feel okay. And I know that once I'm done the event, I can go home and unwind. So it's really just a very temporary problem of getting myself in it enough that I can enjoy it and giving myself the relief to know that I'm aware that I'm not loving this at the moment and I will make up for it later. You know
1: what I mean? I I think you hit the nail on the head. That's it. I do the same thing where I think I'm going to do this and I'm going to, while I'm there, I'm going to give it a hundred percent. And then there's a reward afterwards. (laughs) Then I'm going to come home. I'm going to open Ben and Jerry's Mm -hmm. and I'm going to watch Netflix. It's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. I saw this viral thing that there, this thing went viral on Pinterest, but it was a t-shirt that says, I'm sorry. I'm late. Dot, dot, dot. I didn't want (laughs) to (laughs) come. And it made me laugh so hard because I feel like that's me too. Like, all right, let's like have to give myself a pep talk, but I'm the same way. Once I'm there, it's it ends up being so fun, and I'm so glad I went every time. But yeah, it's getting over the initial hump of like, okay, we can do this. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I think that's also something super important for introverts to remember is that like we are also people. We cannot live just alone always. We need social contact as well. It's just a matter of finding the format that works for you and pushing past that initial discomfort to find your way into something that that you will enjoy and surrounded by by things that'll make you enjoy it because I think I sometimes I see on like on Instagram and on the online culture there's a lot of almost idealization nowadays of of introversion and, and staying home and ignoring the world. And sometimes I worry about that. I'm like, I mean, I get that urge and I love these things, these little like memes and stuff. But then I also think, okay, but it, it needs to be a joke because if it's true for so many people, then we're like, we're losing some of this connection, which yeah, as I said, humans are still humans, no matter where they fall on the spectrum. So Yeah.
1: Oh, I have a question for you. So as an introvert, How does travel fall into the picture for you?
0: That's such a good question (laughs) because in a surprising way, yes. Like something you said earlier actually just triggered this in my mind. There's this idea that I'm in Europe. I should be going somewhere every weekend and exploring the world. But I I live here. It's not vacation. So at the end of the day, at the end of the week, I just want to be home and spend Friday night getting some work done around the house or binge reading or binge watching or what have you. Like I don't want to be on an airplane or a plane or a train around other people. I don't want to be out of my home comfort zone. And so I had a hard time accepting this because I felt like I was doing it wrong. And then lately I've discovered solo travel, which is probably the best way for introverts to travel because you literally don't have to have people around you unless you try to make friends in which case that's clear that you're wanting that connection. So this has been my way to make peace with it. What about you?
1: Yeah, I need to pick your brain about solo travel. It was hard for me to come to terms with this about myself that I actually hate travel. (laughs) I I hate to say it. I've never met anybody who's admitted that. And there's people, I don't know if you know, the bucket list family, like people would always talk about this family that's like traveling around the world every few weeks and they bring their kids with them and they just like do all these things. And isn't that so romantic and so exciting? And I was like, I have zero interest, like 0%. (laughs) But I'm the same as you. Like we live in Europe. So I feel like we have to do this. We should do this. And we should go to all these places because we're in Europe. And so I do force myself to do it with our family of small children. And it's miserable lots of times. But I just cracked the code and this is it. So, because traveling's so exhausting in general, and then when you're like helping four little kids do all the things and taking strollers on buses, it's it's physically and mentally exhausting. So, once we get to the destination, this is the plan for the future. Mom checks into a hotel for 24 hours, a spa, sorry, a spa for 24 hours, right? And just recovers from like yeah. the travel to get there. Yeah. Gets a massage, sleeps in, watches something, reads something. Then I rejoin the family and we have a nice vacation together. So that's the plan going forward and I'll report back how it went.
0: It sounds like a beautiful <laughs> plan. That sounds so appealing. <laughs> I also want to make sure we get around to mentioning this Beyonce tidbit that you that we discussed oh, yeah. before we recorded. Wanna tell us your fun fact about Beyonce?
1: <laughs> yeah. So when you're talking about like pulling on your your extroverted pants when you need to, I actually get way more nervous like talking to other parents on the school playground. Than I do, and if I have to like speak in front of a group, for instance. And I think it's because I learned this trick from Beyonce years ago, and she said that she's naturally like an introvert. And people are shocked to hear that because she's a performer as a living and she's like the queen bee, right? So, but she said before she goes on stage, she adopts this alternate persona and she gave her name Sasha Fierce. So when she goes out on stage, she doesn't have to worry about like, oh my gosh, everyone's looking at me, what are they gonna think? Because she's not, she's not Beyonce in that moment. She's Sasha, Sasha Fierce. I loved that because I just adopted it like the second I heard it because I have to do all these things that are uncomfortable many times for work or for being an advocate for myself or for my kids or whatever. In the situations that are very unnatural to me as an introvert. Yeah, I just, I don't have a name for my alternate <laughs> persona, but I just kind of like, don't think about it. Like, let's do this. And then I perform and then it's done. And I get more nervous afterwards when I have to like talk to people in the audience, like small talk, (laughs) can I get back on stage and like give a slideshow presentation? Because that's so much easier for me.
0: I mean, I've literally had the thought where I'll be in a situation and I'll have the feeling I feel like you can tell when you're in like a social situation with a bunch of other introverts and you're all hoping that you can get through to that moment where it's all okay and you're (laughs) having fun, but no one knows how to get you there, which is why we need a mixture of all personality types in this world. But I literally, (laughs) when I find myself in these situations, I just try to think like, what would a person who is good at this situation do? (laughs) And then I just try to do it. And I try to think of it as like not how can I make the situation better, but to distance myself because I want to acknowledge to myself that I I hear you brain. I hear you being like, no, no, no. (laughs) We're just going to pretend that we're a different person for like five seconds and it'll be (laughs)
1: good. That's so funny. Yeah. And I read something about introverts one time that said like most introverts, like we're all the same in that we feel that way. And if you have the courage to be a little bit like of a leader, they'll all let you be the leader because nobody wants to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, it was basically like tips about like how to make friends as an introvert. Like you start a book club because there's tons of people who are interested, but they don't want to lead it. They're, they're like-minded people who you'd probably really click with, but maybe just take that extra courageous step to like do it and then people will come. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like your identity has shifted at all on this spectrum in your three years of living abroad?
1: Yeah, it's helped me own that I'm an introvert more and be okay with it. It's forced me to, to come to terms with that. And sort of like you said, like tell myself a different story. Yeah. I'm not sitting at home because I have no friends. It's because I need to, some time to recharge this weekend so that I can be a better friend next week. So yeah, and being out of my comfort zone, I talked about it earlier a little bit, like I'm out of my comfort zone all the time you know, being in a, in a new country and having to adjust to all the new sights and sounds and ways of life is overwhelming, I think, for an introvert. And so because I'm always out of my comfort zone, that's how I learned that I have to set extra boundaries for myself. So that's how I've changed in a big way, like realizing like, you can't say yes to everything. And to be gentle with myself, like you're not operating at 100% because you are living in a foreign country. So because of that, you have to compensate a little bit more by setting a clear boundary. It's
0: also very handy that the things that you're mentioning that would be your go-to activities to kind of heal yourself are very transportable things. Like you can just pick up a book or throw on Netflix. I think that's also a big benefit that's worth highlighting is all our introverted expats out there like that's like a superpower you know like we can be literally anywhere in the world we can be traveling actively we can be living abroad what we actually just need is time alone and maybe some kind of content to interact with and that's transportable and that's actually great
1: (laughs) that's so true yeah and I think living in the Netherlands in particular has been so good for me because there's so much biking here And so it's like extra time that like no one can really talk to me. Like I'm on my bike commuting somewhere and I'm exercising, but I'm in my own head or I'll pop in some headphones or whatever. And like that's a that's a good chunk of my day is on my bike. You're right. There are certain things that really can be beneficial to being an introvert in the world.
0: We just have to learn how to Sasha Fierce our way into (laughs) making friends and trying out the language and doing all the stuff that makes us deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> if we can just yeah, get that part yeah. under control then.
1: <laughs> and it always works out. Yeah. You know, like nothing really bad has happened from trying all those things.
0: Worst case, it doesn't work. And then you're like, well, now I know that's not a method now that's <laughs> going to work for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. With that, then we are going to round the corner and head to home with our ending segment, which is called Zack, Zack, Zack. So it's a rapid fire question round where I ask you three questions that you answer without thinking it, overthinking it, just go with your gut. Are you ready? Oh, okay. Okay. The very first question is, what's the best time of year to be in the Netherlands?
1: Oh my gosh. Definitely summer because you have some chance that you will possibly get sunshine. It's not (laughs) a guarantee, but that's the only time. (laughs) The weather's so horrible here. It's just rain and clouds. Summer, summer.
0: um do you have a favorite dutch word
1: well yeah Dewey means like bye-bye like mostly kids say Dewey. Um, <laughs> so, so i just think that's cute
0: and finally what is one podcast that you are super into listening to these days aside from obviously this one and your own the
1: expat cast <laughs> naturally um what am i listening to lately conan o'brien yeah needs a friend oh my god she's so funny
0: Okay, well, really and speaking of podcasts, yes, you do have your own podcast. So, where can people mm-hmm. find your podcast? What is it, et cetera? So,
1: I'm the host of Expat Hour podcast. I interview expats from all over the world and basically trying to answer the question who are the expats of the world? So, they tell their life stories. And how they came to be where they are. And the, the big lessons that they've learned. And I can be fed on any podcast platform. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at Expat Hour.
0: We're going to link to all of that. As well as that book that you mentioned that's going to empower us all to be better introverts.
1: <laughs> yes. All of those
0: it. links will be in the show notes. Um, thank you so very much for pushing through any levels of discomfort to come on the show. and to talk. You about made it so
1: easy. It was very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you again to Austin for coming on as a guest on my show. It was such a blast getting to talk to you. And it's always such a pleasure interviewing another podcaster. I'll link to all of her stuff as well as the book she recommended in the show notes. And you should definitely go ahead and subscribe to her show, Expat Hour, on your podcast app of choice because it is an absolute delight. And hey, while you're there, you can subscribe to this show too if you haven't already. And while you're at it, you can leave a rating and a review for both of us because we know the chances are high that you are in quarantine and you probably have some more time on your hands and you're looking for something to do with it. You know what? Writing reviews—it's a great thing that you can do with your extra time. You can also follow the Expat Cast on Instagram, and on Twitter at the TheExpatCast. Thanks, as always, goes to Amy Lungy Art for the logo and Side Hug for the theme music. I'll be back in your feeds on Thursday with an episode about couples therapy and counseling as an expat. According to internet memes, this is a topic that we need to talk about in these times of quarantine. So until then, have a wonderful week, and please stay safe, stay healthy. Tschüss.